On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with president and co-founder of PostScript, Alex Beller. We had an amazing conversation all about some little tweaks that you can make uh, with your SMS, how to get started on SMS, uh, the different things to look out for with an SMS provider. Really great conversation, guys. You've heard me talk tons about SMS on this podcast before, and uh, this was a really great episode. I actually learned a few things as well. Um, So enjoy. Hey guys, before we begin, I want to talk to you about how to grow your e-commerce brand in a post iOS 14.5 world. If you're doing over seven figures in D to C, you need to hear this. Back when Facebook ads were absolutely crushing it and driving massive amounts of revenue, setting up basic flows and sending out occasional email campaigns used to cut it, SMS marketing included. You'd see it constantly and so would we when we were looking at accounts at Mindful Marketing. Brands earning 20 to 45% of their total revenue with email marketing with maybe be three to four hours of work a month. And that's because they just set up some basic flows and then silence. But now that the Facebook algorithm has stopped spitting out such ridiculous returns, where do we go? Retention. But it requires marketers to go deeper than simple templated flows and copy and pasted campaigns, which we've seen all the time. It requires actually having a system that increases the LTV of your customers and then actually realizing that entire customer lifetime value in a shorter period of time. And hopefully even seeing a higher LTV. We're saddened to see brands do all the same things with their emails and SMS, and we're sick of auditing agency accounts who simply set up welcome flows and show off how many sales they make. Anyone can set up a welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, etc. That is the simple stuff, guys. The real key in retention marketing is digging deep into your market, copy, offer, your creative, and then pairing that with a strategy that turns one-time buyers into two-time buyers, into three-time buyers, and on and on, just like we've seen at our brands. So if you want to find out exactly Exactly how deep our retention marketing strategy goes, book a quick wins call with our team and we will show you exactly how we drive more repeat sales for our clients and hopefully how you can too. Go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins. That's mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins, all one word. Now on to today's episode. This episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by my favorite SMS platform in the world, PostScript. They are the leading SMS vendor for growing Shopify and Shopify Plus brands. They are loved by companies like Olipop, Kopari, Brooklinen, and 6,000 more, including all of my brands. Get a free 30-day trial of PostScript at postscript.io slash install. And sure, they're a sponsor, but seriously, I absolutely love these guys. One of the biggest issues that I had was sending SMS messages to multiple countries, and I wanted to send them all at the same time. But the issue was some of the other providers out there won't allow you to send to multiple countries at the same time. And that was causing our marketing teams massive headaches. Postscript solves that problem, as well as their pricing is just upfront. You can see exactly what you are going to pay every single month, and you can cap it for your marketing managers so they know how much you actually want to spend on your SMS marketing. It's an incredible tool, and I highly recommend it. Again, go to postscript.io slash install, and please tell them that Jordan West sent you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today, I am joined by president and co-founder of PostScript, Alex Beller. Alex, welcome to the podcast. 
Thanks, Jordan. It's great to be here. Great to spend a little yeah. time with your listeners. Good to connect yours and I's uh, schedule together. You guys were actually the our sponsor for February. Great. And uh, we're recording this on March 2nd, so you guys can tell you know both of us lining these schedules up. It just wasn't happening. <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy to have you here in March, and I think this is going to be an awesome conversation. So for people who don't know anything about you or anything about PostScript, just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you guys do. Sure. So uh, PostScript is the most used SMS platform for Shopify merchants. So if you're an e-commerce brand owner and you run your business on Shopify, you may or may not be doing SMS yet. More and more people are, but still the vast majority of brands aren't yet. And Postscript is one of the leaders of the SMS space there. So we help merchants set up remarketing programs via SMS and have set up like two-way engagement programs via SMS to keep their audience engaged and make them more money. And uh, I'm one of the co-founders of the business. And I oversee a couple different teams. Cool, cool. That's great. We were talking about this before. I love PostScript, guys. Um, I have moved every single one of our brands over to PostScript. And as well, I mean, you guys know I've talked about it. I don't even know how many episodes I've done on SMS marketing and how, you know, really, I hope that by the time you guys are listening to this, you are doing some form of SMS marketing. And so, because we're really going to get into it. And if you're not, uh, as of today, I think after this episode, uh, we're going to try and make a case um, for SMS marketing and why it is um, the go-to channel in 2022 and beyond. Alex, let's talk about how you guys got into this. Why SMS? So really, we were on, you know, our listener side of things. So one of my partners and I, we were working in-house. We were helping run e-commerce brands in Los Angeles. And so we were really sitting, you know, we had a frontline seat to a lot of the changes going on, a lot of the macro shifts happening within our industry, right? So Email revenue, though, is still an incredibly important part of the brand and a part of a marketing mix. Email revenue where we were working was plateauing. But at the same mm. time, every single year, mobile traffic as a percentage of overall shopping traffic was growing. So we were sitting there kind of thinking to ourselves like, okay, we're getting more and more mobile traffic, yet we're not seeing email continue to grow leaps and bounds. Like what is the mobile first retention channel? And as we were sitting mm. around thinking about these things, a friend of ours who ran a small lifestyle business on Shopify came to us and was complaining that he didn't have a way to text his customers. And so that was really like the moment of inspiration where we were yeah. trying to solve a very specific problem aimed at something we understood which was like, there seemed to be this gap. And so PostScript started about three and a half years ago. And um, over that time, we've grown to now provide SMS for a, about 8,000 brands all on Shopify. I want to ask some some sort of pointed questions, right? There are there now has crept up quite a few other SMS providers. I, I want to know from your perspective, because I've got a perspective on why I choose PostScript. What's the differentiator? Why would somebody decide to work with a company like PostScript instead of uh, Attentive? Yeah. So there are several players in the SMS space. And so we do think of ourselves as, as the best, right? Probably not a surprise. And like the differentiation and gaps, <laughs> thank you. The differentiation and gaps really changes between like who we're speaking to and looking at. So really there's like three main players in, in SMS. I'll be totally honest. It's PostScript. Yeah. It's a company called Attentive. And then Clavio, which all of us know from the email side of things, has also introduced an SMS product over the last few years. And so, you know, unlike both of those companies, PostScript focuses exclusively on SMS and exclusively on the Shopify ecosystem. And because of that focus, right, both Attentive and Klaviyo, they do email, both of them work like very broadly out across, I mean, often outside of e-commerce, let alone outside of Shopify. And so because of that focus, a lot of advantages for merchants 
have just compounded over time, right? So one of them is like what I would call team and approach. All our team is doing all day long is thinking about how to make SMS the number one revenue channel for brands. So all of our team's expertise is oriented that way. All of our product development resources is, are oriented that way. Even the approach we advocate people take is different, right? Mm -hmm. We really, really push this idea of subscriber LTV and of two-way engagement, which we've found to generate like the most revenue versus the more like ROI email centric approach. And so our whole team is there. What, is, what yeah. does the two-way engagement look like? So, okay, here's a great example. So SMS is fundamentally different than email, right? Email is much more of an what we call an asynchronous one-to-many channel, right? Brands are going to send out emails and consumers are going to open them when they want to. It's sitting in their inbox. SMS is much more instantaneous. And all of us consumers, we're used to interacting with SMS as a two-way channel, right? We don't just get texts from our friends, we also text them back. And that's mm -hmm. kind of different than how email marketing has worked forever. And so it opens up the possibility for brands to actually interact with consumers on the channel, as opposed mm. to purely sending out one-way marketing messages. They can handle customer support. They can help people manage their subscription. They can run upsells, they can capture reviews. There's all sorts of different two-way interactions that can happen over messaging. And what we see is that when a consumer has a two-way interaction with a brand, the dollar value of that consumer goes up. They're worth mm. more if they've interacted two-way. So our whole platform and our whole approach and our team is built around this idea of like two-way messaging, which is why we push subscriber LTV. And so us compared to some of our competitors, there's a fundamentally different approach there where we are really going to aggressively pound the drum and our entire product and our team is built towards the idea of facilitating two-way interaction and helping people like retain their subscribers and make them as valuable as possible. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. That's like a major category. Another major category we hear about, I'll get into the product stuff in a second, is actually just support. Like from the start, we went above and beyond on the support side of things where in early days, one of us, me or my two partners would wake up in the middle of the night if someone chatted in to PostScript no live chat way. and one of us would handle it. Oh yeah, it would ring our cell phones. And today- oh, That's amazing, Alex. We have a heavy emphasis on live chat still. So we've had a few merchants who said, I'm going to go and see what it's like to work with Clavio SMS. And so many of them come back because they're used <laughs> to getting a two minute reply from the PostScript team, whereas yeah, they're going to sit reply. <laughs> They're going to sit in a queue for hours waiting for help from Clavio from a team that doesn't really know much about SMS. So I, sorry, Alex, I want to step in here for, for one second. So I took, yeah. I took one of our brands off of PostScript at one point. We were having some deliverability issues a couple mm -hmm. years ago. And I was like, the funny thing is I never reached out to you guys to talk about the deliverability issues. Sure. So this other SMS platform came and said like, oh, we're going to solve all those issues. Come with us. We're going to give you a bunch of stuff for free. Came over there and realized that there was no support afterwards. Right. And so when I came back, any issue that I had, I realized I would click the button in the bottom and people would be solving my problems on the PostScript platform within like a minute. It was yep. incredible. These people, I still, uh, I'm trying to remember one of his, one of their names, but every time I saw him up, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to just handle whatever we need. <laughs> yep. And now I can trust it to all of my marketing managers. Right. I know that I no longer need to, to be in there making sure that nothing goes wrong and all of that kind of stuff totally. because SMS is such a huge driver of revenue for our companies. 
It's a big driver of revenue, but it's also still so new that like every marketing manager is an expert in SMS yet, which is why we think it's really important that we're hands-on. Yeah. So I talked about approach. I talked about support. The last thing I'll say, differentiation is really just like product, right? Like uh, compared to a lot of these tools that aren't focused exclusively on email, there's all kind of nuances, whether it's like contact cards, whether it's facilitating inbound MMS messages, whether it's having like a litigator blacklist to protect brands. Those are things that like, you know, a lot of our competitors don't offer just because they aren't exclusively focused on the channel. So Alex, what I'd like for our listeners to know, because I think that there are actually quite a few of them out there who are just not knowing where the value really is in SMS, where to get started, what the steps are. I feel like a lot of people have that sort of strength of input and learning and they've they've done the research and they're not exactly sure where to start. So what would be the, the key flows that you would set up uh, if you were just getting started on SMS? And where, where would you start besides just flows? Absolutely. So really where I would start is, with acquisition, right? This is a new channel for many merchants. And even those who've been doing it for a while, they probably haven't like maximized out their list because it's a new channel, right? So something we saw for the first time in Q4 of this year is that brands, it's just starting. Brands are making more money from SMS in the holiday season than they were from email. And that's with a list like one-tenth the size. So list growth in general is incredibly important. Now, everyone talks about pop-ups. That's like an amazing V1, right? Get SMS and phone number collection compliantly into your pop-ups on both desktop and mobile. I'm not trying to disrupt anyone's email revenue. By all means, continue collecting email first. Maybe have like a second page where SMS is captured afterward, but it's really important. Some other really successful levers we see for list growth are uh, on-site banners, our checkout collection. The the My personal, then there's two more I'm going to mention though, there's lots. My personal favorite is merchants who utilize our integration with Klaviyo, where it's a really powerful integration. We just made a bunch of huge updates to it. And one thing that brands can do is they can target folks in their emails who haven't yet subscribed to SMS and have Mm. a call to action, a banner go out, not even dominating their email, but maybe at the bottom of each, just saying like, hey, join our VIP SMS list, sign up here. And that target, that dynamic block will only show to folks who haven't yet subscribed to SMS. So that's like a really powerful, just passive way to get email subscribers also opted in. And the last cool way- We'll make sure to put that in the show notes, guys, that article uh, of how to do that. Yep, it's a huge one. And the last cool way I see is brands are starting to include keyword calls to action and even scannable QR codes in the packaging they send out. Just saying, join our VIP list, sign up here. So I'd put a huge emphasis on list growth. And then there's two other things I'd do. I'd work with the PostScript onboarding team to get set up with you know, between five to 12 automations right from the start, right? You want to have a really well-optimized welcome flow because what we see actually is that unsubscribes are most present in a subscriber's first month. After that first month, unsubscribe rates go way, way down. So you really want to orient and have like a content-rich approach within the first month. Beyond that, of course, you want to have browse abandonment for your hero products. You want to have abandoned cart set up. You want to have upsell and win back flows. And you want to have just straight up content flows mixed in there. You want to have tracking messages, tracking links go out, and you want to have post-purchase education whether it's like fun content, whatever. The last pillar I would say, so acquisition flows, last pillar that's really important to getting set up is starting a regular campaign cadence. Mm. Like having regular campaigns sent out, whether you're highly targeted, whether you have a little bit of a broader approach, 
starting a cadence early is really, really important. I see so many brands that leave a ton of money on the table by logging in, sending out a campaign once a month. And it's because they don't really know exactly what to send, but there's like the world is our oyster. Like whether it's highlighting best, whether it's doing back in stock alerts, whether it's new product drops, whether it's just sending out content, whether it's doing a community engagement message, whether you are highlighting a promotion or discount, whether you are you know, introducing a new product, like having a regular cadence is really, really important to keeping the, the subscriber list engaged and just maximizing revenue from the channel. I love it. Love it. Alex, I was just all ears there. So I actually hadn't heard about this integration uh, with Clavio. I'm like, oh man, right away. I, I should be slacking my marketing manager right now and telling them, <laughs> implement this right now. <laughs> that is absolutely uh, brilliant. One thing that we have done at our brands is really made sure to treat SMS like a VIP channel. And I noticed that you said that before, right? Joining our VIP list. And so we make sure that it has the same type of exclusivity and the same perks as our VIP group on Facebook has. Mm-hmm. Because I think that it's a real commitment when somebody gives you their phone number. Yes, I, I agree. I often think of it as a as a VIP channel. And I think that for many brands, that's a good orientation. So what we see, and we've been doing a lot of like data work over the last couple of years to this point, what we've seen is that, you know, brands who are using the channel in a two-way manner that are fostering engagement, that are doing the customer support there, that are sending out content and interesting stuff alongside just like buy this, buy this, buy this. They're the ones reaping all the rewards from the channel. They're the ones seeing lower mm. unscribes. They're seeing higher revenue per message. So really like your approach, what you just mentioned of thinking of it as a VIP channel, that really speaks to that. Like, are we actually providing subscribers value in each text that gets sent out versus are we just constantly pushing everyone on our list to buy no matter what their state in the customer journey is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely love that. Let's talk metrics. What are some benchmarks and what metrics make sense to actually look at for a marketing manager who's going to be taking a look at building this out? What kind of metrics are we looking at and where where are those benchmarks? Absolutely. So this is a really great question. It's something we've been putting a lot of time and effort into. So PostScript, we believe, right, that the value of someone's SMS program is their subscriber LTV, how much each subscriber is worth, multiplied by the number of subscribers you have. It's a little bit more of an advanced cut than just thinking about, you know, monthly or weekly ROI. And so when you get into, well, what makes up LTV, right? You have the revenue per message that you're seeing, the messages per subscriber that you're sending out and your unsubscribe rate. And so all of those together multiplied by your acquisition rate or how good you are at picking up new subscribers, that's going to showcase the value of your SMS program. And there's a lot of different Mm. levers in there. There's so many different levers to move those numbers. So those are the big four that we see is acquisition rate, revenue per message, messages per subscriber, and unsubscribe rate. And acquisition Mm. rate is essentially like how many new subscribers you pick up versus the number of orders you're seeing on your store monthly. And so we have benchmarks across all of these things. And we have like a red, yellow, green system. And if merchants have all of those things in the green, which is very possible to do by upgrading creative, by increasing message count, uh, by optimizing a welcome flow to minimize unsubscribe rates, by enabling desktop and mobile pop-ups to ensure acquisition is strong. Merchants who are green across the board are seeing like incredibly high ROIs on the channel and they're seeing the revenue from SMS creep up from like the 15% baseline up towards 40%. Yeah, we were one of our brands, uh, we were just doing a review of it uh, yesterday and we were at 37% of our revenue is coming from PostScript. That's awesome. Huge, huge, yeah, huge, huge amounts of revenue. Let's talk campaigns. How many campaigns should we be sending best practice? I mean, you can see across 8,000 stores. Where Mm -hmm. is that sweet spot? 
So subscribers should be receiving at least five messages per month. I didn't quite answer your question though, right? No, that's fine. Yeah, I know. I, I think I know where you're going here. Subscribers should be receiving <laughs> at least five messages per month. For some subscribers, right, that might mean that they get a new product drop once a week. For other merchants, it might mean that they're just in a really long welcome series and maybe they're getting one other campaign. We found that that is the at least five is a rate where you're going to be like leaning towards maximizing the revenue of your channel, but you're not going to be getting close if you have a good creative approach towards burning out your list. And that's why balancing out the messages per subscriber stat, we have the revenue per message and the unsubscribe rate to try to make sure that all three are really, really well balanced. So number of campaigns per month specifically, you know, reflects the brand and the brand's merchandising strategy. And if they have like valuable, important things to say that often, but in general, we find ourselves encouraging merchants when we look at their data that to send more than they are currently, just because there's like so much room and so much revenue sitting out there. So whether that mm -hmm. means they're doing, you know, a weekly campaign to their whole list or something more sophisticated where maybe there's 10 campaigns going out to segmented portions of their list every single week, both of those approaches are good. We just want to make sure that like, as long as unsubscribe rate is healthy, that enough messages are going out per subscriber to keep them engaged. Awesome. Awesome. Alex, I feel like I could probably ask you questions about all of this stuff uh, all uh, the entire day, uh, but we're, we're almost at our time here. So I got to ask you the question that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Yeah, it's a good question. So we're a SaaS business. We're not an, we're not an e-commerce business, but I would say that our secret to scaling, right? PostScript's gone from three to 230 people over the last three years. Our secret- Good for you. Thanks. Our secret, we've made, we've made a lot of mistakes along the way. <laughs> to be clear, we're still making them. <laughs> but the, the secret that stands out to me is acknowledging and embracing all the different company stages you're in. There's a lot there. When we started, when we were just three people, it was all about like, it wasn't about systems thinking. It was about like hustling, finding product market fit, speaking to customers, grinding it out. And then suddenly at 10 people, there's less of that. And then at 50 people, right? Or a different scale of business, it's all about like systems building and hiring leadership and accountability. And like our job and my job has changed radically with each company stage. And so as if you embrace that you're in a new stage, whenever that happens, it's an art, not a science, your job's going to change. You're probably going to be really bad at this new stage for a while. And what you were doing yep. before to be effective isn't going to be effective anymore. Leadership, systems, accountability, you know, team, whatever. And so maybe that's a little vague, but I think that's been huge for us is just working to acknowledge when we enter a new stage and when our focus has to change. Absolutely. If our audience is anything like me, that one really hit me too. Uh, I totally know that and, and have had gone through those stages and continue to go through those stages. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. Thank you so much. I got three more questions for you, Alex. I hope that you're Let's ready. Uh, first question, favorite tool or app besides PostScript that you're using right now? Favorite tool or oh, by far and away, Loom. I use Loom all the time. Loom is a Mac app and an iPhone app to send recorded videos. I send recorded videos internally and externally all the time. I send them to customers, I send them to, to teammates. It's a way to just communicate in our remote world where people can consume it when they want to. But I like to wave my hands and be articulate and, and vocal versus sent, just sending an email. So I use Loom all the time. I'm going to step in here again and just say that Loom is one of the most life-changing apps as a CEO of multiple companies because yeah. asynchronous working is something you have to do when you are running these kinds of teams and you're not necessarily in office spaces together. And so Loom allows you to be like, all right, guys, here's the idea. I can actually articulate it here. 
take a look. It's incredible. If you don't have Loom, just get the free account. Totally. I'm sure you'll upgrade at some point. It's And it's so cheap, too. It's like 20 bucks a month or something. Very. So, yeah. I am so with you there, Alex. Uh, second question for you. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to? All right. That's a great one. I am listening to a podcast right now called The Trojan Horse Affair. It's pretty Ooh, intense. Tell me about it. The Trojan Horse Affair. It, it's like a reporter's look at an incident that happened in England about like eight or 10 years ago where like there was um, some like... There was an anonymous letter put out with a bunch of accusations and investigations into it found it to not be true, but like the government still reacted and society still reacted. And um, so it's a, an examination of that. That's what I'm listening to. Cool. Right now. Nice. Okay. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes too. Last question for you. If you could sit down with anybody, you get an hour with them. They have to be alive. I'm going to say no Elon Musk. Is that the answer you get a lot? It's unfortunately, I get it too often. So I'm just going to, I'm, I'm having a no Elon policy for a while. Who would it be? James Murphy. Ooh. James Murphy is the James front Murphy. man and leader of LCD Sound System, which is my favorite band. And he's just an interesting oh. artist in general. So I would geek out with him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And they were on uh, SNL this last week too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And you've got the poster behind you too. So I... True. Okay. Sweet. Okay. What would, you, what would you chat with him about? I would talk to him about art and his creative process for music. And also the thing I'm most interested in is he became a rock star when he was like 40. And before that, he was like kind of a nobody. And I think that's a pretty like rare journey. Like normally that kind of thing is happening to people in their early 20s. And so I feel like I would want to hear about what that journey was like, because that's a little unique. Were you a musician? A very bad one. Yes, I'm a very bad musician. I find, and I don't know if I can actually quantify this or not, but almost everybody that I like and work with in business was mm -hmm. or is a musician at some point. <laughs> so I don't, and especially yeah. in marketing, I think it's just the creative sort of aspect of like, ah, how totally. do I do this where I can make money and also do things that I like and be creative? And uh, Not uh, some musicians, the ones that are full art aren't built that way. And I have a lot of respect for them and I'm, I'm jealous of their craft, but many musicians flourish in business also because I think they can like visualize and analyze a problem. Absolutely. And see, yeah, maybe see things in a different way. Alex, this was such a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. I would have had you on even if you weren't the sponsor. So this was a great conversation. Thank you for having me. Yeah, totally. Where can people find out more about you and sign up for a trial at PostScript? Great. So I'm very available. I love hearing from people in the space and merchants. So people can interact with me on Twitter. My DMs are open at ringmybeller. And then also I'm available at alex at postscript.io. And that's my email address for Postscript. And if you're interested in working with us on SMS, come to the site, chat with us. We respond really fast and we're happy to support you. Awesome. And I have to say the sign up process and even moving over from other platforms is just so ridiculously easy. It's not the headache that that the platform that you're on currently makes it out to be to switch. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. all I got to say about that. <laughs> well, thank awesome. you again uh, so much for your time today, Alex. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.